Welcome to the Stages of She podcast. We're your co-hosts. I'm Liz Thomas, and I'm in my 40s. I'm Christina Godfrey, sharing my perspective in my 50s. And I'm Sarah Strasbach, living in my 30s. We chat about all things women-related, the lives we lead, the things we care about, the ways we grow, change, relate, and truly everything in between. We are each living different lives in three different generations supporting and connecting with the women we love, bringing you knowledge and guests who can support you in all the ups and downs in life. Thank you for following along. We're so excited you're on this journey with us. And now let's get to this week's episode. And I'm super excited for today because we are talking about investing in wellness, which we've kind of been talking about in our last couple episodes, but we want to approach this more you know, from a balancing personal health standpoint. So that's going to be a fun conversation. Um, What do you think? We excited? Yeah, it feels, it reminds me of our routines and rituals episode, but like taking a deep dive in what are our routines in like the wellness, like what appointments are we going to, what is part of that routine? Because that was a popular episode, but I think mm-hmm. we only got as far as the talking about our morning morning routine. So we did a deeper look at it. Yeah. Yeah. We hope and we hope you'll enjoy this episode because it is interesting to know what people think is worth spending time on and money on and how we all balance that. So we're gonna dig in based on where each of us are in our stages of life. Um, not to say that we are the role models, but we'll just share where we're at. But I should say that it gets more expensive the older you get. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> we'll just glaze over that part. Yeah. Nobody needs to know. <laughs> and we purposely decided not to have the finance expert on this episode because they yes. would probably uh, not <laughs> agree with us. We're going to talk about. How about this season? We just don't have that person no. on. No, no, no. We need that person. They're coming. <laughs> Uh, okay, but before we do this, and Christina was just lamenting before we started recording that she she hates weekly wisdom, but I love weekly wisdom, so we're gonna keep doing it until we hear from our fans. Well, we can bend the rules, and maybe it's just something you want to say, Christina. It doesn't have to be yeah. wisdom. Just <laughs> share something about your week. You always have inter- entertaining stories or experience. weekly mic drop. Is that what we're gonna start calling it? Oh my gosh. Well, it's been an interesting week with the rain here um, and, you know, navigating teenagers driving in the rain. That has probably been, you know, the most uh, stressful part of my week is following them on Life 360, making sure they're getting to their destination. So, (laughs) Um, yeah. Yeah, that's scary down there. And I say down there because I'm up in Oregon, which it's funny. We are like, you know, the hillbillies up here, right. but it, people get crazy in the rain and there's hydroplaning and all kinds oh, of I stuff. Know. And my happen. son did get in an accident in the rain. He hydroplaned across the freeway. So, wow. he, so not this time, but now it makes mm-hmm. me scared every time he's driving. So, yeah. Well, that's a good um, reminder to everyone to just either get, what is it? Life 360. Well, yeah, when you have teenagers, you definitely want that app because you can see where they are at all times, unless they don't have their phone on them, which teenagers 
always have their phone on them. Yes, they do. Well, I am 32, almost 33, and got a text from my mom this morning about driving safe in the rain. How's it going? Are you driving to work? Are you working from home? What's happening? So (laughs) that's cute. We're always worried about our kids. Mm -hmm. What's your wisdom, Sarah? Do you got do you have one? Or I should say weekly statement. Well, I re-listen. Yeah, I re-listened to our first episode, which we talked all about vision boards. And I actually love re-listening to our episode because we're pretty we're pretty funny. We have great takeaways. So <laughs> when I re-listen, I actually get to it like, you know, the information like sits with me longer. And I'm still on the train of no vision board, no life, mm. no goals for the year. So just kind of going off of that, it's going well so far. <laughs> Perfect. I love adjusting like that. I feel like it's just, I don't know. It's like, you almost feel like you're like, you know, just playing by your own rules or something when you change a habit mm-hmm. or something like that. It's cool. Yeah. Now, of course, I just thought of a weekly wisdom. So if I come back oh. to it later, well, your- <laughs> do you want to go before or after me? <laughs> well, I was just going to say, I did something really fun last night that was out of my my normal. I went and saw... If you guys, anyone's familiar with the writer, Kristen Hanna, she wrote Nightingale and The Great Alone and Four Winds. And she is launching her new book today called The Women. And so I went with a good friend of mine last night to see her in Costa Mesa at the Seacrestrom Center talk. And it was so fun. I I was just like almost so proud of us that we went to go do that because it was you know, all these women there who love reading and it just, it was very interesting. It, it made you feel just kind of smart and it was a really nice evening. So my wisdom would be to go and do things that are a little bit, you know, mm. like outside of what you normally do and how rewarding that can be. Yeah. That's a good one. It kind of goes with mine. Cause I've just been like, I go through these phases where I'm like really on this like very productive inspired track. And then I'm like, and I just kind of like fade down into not being very productive or motivated. And I met with a friend for coffee this week and I was like, I just don't know why I'm so stuck. And she's like, you have to stop roadblocking yourself. You're just roadblocking. You just don't think you deserve it. And you're putting up some barrier so you can't do it. And so this entire week I've been writing in my journal, don't roadblock yourself. Just do the thing. So well, sometimes I think about it in a way too. Like sometimes we lose our mojo, and sometimes we have our mojo, and mm-hmm. I think that goes in ways. We can't always have it, but yeah, it is like it makes you wonder. Like, what is that thing that makes you feel like I got it? Like I'm I'm doing great right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what's the it's, thing that makes you not? You know, well, it's funny that, that you say that, Liz, because I just sent you guys then Ed Milet podcast, he's got Jamie um, Kerna on there and she's just launching her book called Worthy this month. And it's all about the difference between self-confidence and self-worth and how they are very different. And that no matter how much you can have a lot of self-confidence by being really productive and by achieving a lot of things, but it's your self-worth that ultimately blocks you Mm -hmm. from getting really to the next level or even on a, on a daily basis, uh, like what you're saying, like, why do I go, go, go? I'm like doing great. And then all of a sudden you're kind of roadblocking yourself and it all comes Mm -hmm. down to this, like 
feeling of self-worth that even the most successful people who are making millions and billions of dollars struggle with self-worth because it's, yeah. you know, it's the programming from we we were young and when we were, you know, mm-hmm. kids and things that we learned and told ourselves or people told us. Yeah. So, our book sounds right. Our alley. Yeah. Our, we should read I that in love, our book club. Yeah. I'd love to read that. That should mm-hmm. be our next book club pick. Yes. I'm mm-hmm. ready. Not that anyone cares about this, but if you want to join our book club through mm-hmm. Godfrey Social PR, it's awesome. And we haven't done a nonfiction book for a while. So right. we're past due. This one will be good. Yeah. Agreed. Well, I definitely want to read that because it is an ongoing challenge for me. And I do feel like just now that I'm a little older and in my 40s, I recognize that there's not going to be any time I get to a place where I'm like, I've made it. Because as soon as I get there, I'm like, okay, what's the next thing? (laughs) So yeah, it's an ongoing struggle. Yeah. I mean, you know what? It's very liberating when you finally realize that, that you're going to be thinking this way until you die, pretty much. Mm -hmm. You'll never, you'll never think you made it. And when you just accept that, it's, it feels good. Yeah, it does. Plus I'm kind of okay with that. Cause I'd rather just continue to work yeah. and grow all right. until I die basically. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, well, on that note, yeah. How are we going to keep ourselves not dying? Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's soon. a good question. Well, <laughs> let's start with, okay. So first we wanted to talk about, and I would just, I actually would love to hear from you first, Sarah, just because I feel like these things kind of build on each other as you get older, but what wellness treatments are we currently investing in and kind of why? So do you want to kick us off? Yeah. Yeah. I I actually wrote down a couple things because I think it's hard to remember all the different things I've tried or I'm currently doing. And wellness can somewhat be so like broad because to me beauty services and treatments almost equals wellness too so some things I do somewhat consistently um my hair nails once a month Botox and then I invest in my fitness studios I love going to them I feel like they give me energy back like I just love going to studios for my workouts. So that's Pilates, yoga. Sometimes it's a sound bath or breath work. Um, and then some of the services I do not so often, massage. I think that is super important. Um, I have a lot of tension in my jaw and neck and back as I'm sure most people do. And I notice a difference when I do get massages that's probably two to three times a year. That's pricier. I need to be wise with what I'm investing in. Um, And then facials, that's something I used to do every other month or something. And then it's like, okay, you get the rocket money app and you look at what you're spending and you're like, okay, I need to make decisions here. So I'm not doing facials all the time anymore. Some things I've tried in the past, like acupuncture, I want to hear from you guys and your experience with that because I tried it to relieve my jaw tension and it didn't work. I know it takes a lot of consistency. Um, Yeah, so that's something I want to hear from you guys about and see if I need to start doing that again. 
Other than that, I mean, wellness treatments, I think I invest like in supplements and healthy foods and all, all that outside of services. But I think that pretty much covers, covers my wellness treatments. Um, yeah. What's the one you don't think you could live without? Like if you had to give up all of them, what would you still do? Gosh, (laughs) it's funny because I'm now friends with my nail girl. And so I almost think she's like going to a therapist once a month and I just love having pretty healthy looking nails. So honestly, I, I think it's that, even though that might not fall under wellness, like to me, I, yeah, I just love it. Mm-hmm. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I think that counts because it's mm-hmm. self care, and yeah. you know, you choose the things that make you feel the best. So that's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Christina? Well, I, I think, think you should go next. Guru. I think you should go next. Okay, we're building. <laughs> I've been dreading this episode. I'm going to be honest because. I am this weird combination of hippie because that's how I was raised and modern girl who believes in all these services, but I'm like really bad about consistency. <laughs> so um, I'll start with what I consistently do. So I, I consistently get my hair done every six weeks and I have since I was about 19 because I don't actually have blonde hair. I have some version of blonde that is really not blonde. So I care a lot about that service. And since I turned 35, I consistently get Botox. And I feel like that is always makes me feel good. I know there's lots of opinions out there about getting aesthetic services. But to me, it feels preventative. It feels like I'm going to get to a point in life where that's... Only if you live in Oregon, Liz. <laughs> Not true. Not true. But yes, definitely Nobody in Oregon. here has a bad there's opinion a about it. And probably other states. So if you're listening to this somewhere besides California, you probably have that stigma running around. Right. Um, But those are my two that I'm like very consistent about. Because I live in rural Oregon, I do not get to get massages as much as I would like. So that's something I would be curious if anyone has comments on after they listen to this episode or like wants to comment on is that there's like the services you want to get. And then depending on where you live, the things that are realistic that you can actually do and get regularly. And um, a massage would be something I would get once a month if I could. Right now it's like once a quarter. Mm-hmm. And other than that, I have never gotten a facial in my life. True confessions. What? <laughs> yeah. we, we know what we're doing with you next time you're I down know. here. I never have. Whenever we go on like a girl's day or something and it's the option between a massage or a facial, I get the massage. That makes sense. But But I don't consistently do that. Um, Mm. And I do now, just in the last year, I've started doing some additional aesthetics treatments. So like I get a laser treatment called BBL and I get a treatment called Moxie which we can put what those are in the show notes. Mm-hmm. That's about, also, that's I, love, I know we've mentioned the BBL before, but it's broadly known as Brazilian butt lift as well. So every time I hear BBL, my brain is like, Liz, what? Okay, we will clarify. And to be honest, I don't even know what the acronym means. I just know that it's like high intensity laser peel basically on yeah. your face and neck. I get it on my neck and my face. 
and it removes, I've always had rosacea and like small veins and it like starts to remove that. So to be honest, I feel like my skin looks better now than it did in my twenties because mm-hmm. I'm finally dealing with the rosacea I have. Mm. Yeah. I want to try clear and brilliant going off of what mm-hmm. you just said. I think that clear and brilliant is something um, after talking to Heidi that that's probably what my skin would need. Yeah, I think you're right. And one of my friends, because we get services at the same place, she um, really believes there's this, I don't know if they call it the same thing everywhere, but it's called the, oh gosh, now I'm going to forget. It's a certain kind of facial. It's like a deep facial. Mm-hmm. Um, it might come to me. I'll say it if I, I think of it. I also, I want to, if people need to know, I, I get broken blood vessels too on my face, but they're more like dots. And I didn't know what the solution was. And it's the V-beam laser is what can get like the specific blood vessel. So I thought I'd share that since it took me a while to figure out how to get rid of them. Yeah, that's awesome. But aside from that, I do like a ton of supplements. You know, we've talked about this before, so I'm not going to go in depth. Um, I take magnesium regularly. I take turmeric, like a turmeric supplement regularly because I have inflammatory issues And I take vitamin D like religiously because I've had melanoma in the past and that's supposed to help prevent melanomic reoccurrences. And I also take a very heavy duty probiotic. So pretty religious about those things. Well, and I think, I think drinking wine is part of a wellness routine. (laughs) Yes, there's that too. (laughs) (laughs) I am not judging anyone for drinking wine ever because you can pick your poison as long as you can still function. Yeah, you're usually doing it with, you know, girlfriends or in a social setting that is very therapeutic. Mm -hmm. True. Okay, your turn, Guru, because you always have the best advice. Okay, well, first of all, I will say, and this is another wisdom, I don't know if it's a weekly wisdom, but it is a wisdom, just so you know, whatever you start be careful because you will end up having to keep doing it. So what I've noticed going from my thirties to my forties to my fifties is that it just gets more and more that you have to do and keep up with. And it's a major time commitment and expense. And it's very hard to scale back once um, you get to the certain age, because you're just trying to keep it all together before you have to get a facelift, right? So it's, um, which is very expensive. So my goal is to, you know, put that off as long as possible. So as far as what I do, similar to you girls, I'm, you know, I, today I got my hair colored. Every five weeks I get my hair colored. Every other appointment I get it cut as well. I get my nails done once a month. I, was telling you girls earlier that I always just schedule those appointments out so that I have them in the calendar like months in advance. So those are just like non-negotiables that happen. I do get Botox every three months and a little tip that you might know, but you might not know is that when you do sauna, frequent saunaing, which I do, and that's another part of my wellness routine, it does dissolve your Botox a lot faster. So I will notice after two months that my Botox is starting to go away because of my wellness uh, routine of going to the infrared sauna 
ideally it would be four times a week. Realistically, it's like twice a week, maybe three times a week. So I love doing that. And I found a way to do it that doesn't cost a lot of money. If I could have one in my home, I would, but um, that hasn't happened yet. So I do that. I exercise. I try to do some form of exercise six days a week, sometimes seven. And like Sarah, I really enjoy class, like group classes. I've been, I do Pilates. I also have been doing a fusion Pilates that Sarah's tried that I've noticed actually the biggest, uh, like difference doing, I feel a lot stronger. So I'm going to keep that up. I like to walk with my friend, um, Sharon, she and I walk on the weekends and whenever we can with our dogs. I also try to meditate. I would say daily, even if it's just for a few minutes, when I'm really on track, I'm doing my TM meditation, which is twice a day for 20 minutes. I'll be honest, I haven't done that religiously for quite a while, but um, would like to get back to that. I also listen to meditations by Joe Dispenza, or I do the Calm app. Sometimes I do the Calm app while I'm putting my face in front of my red light panel, which I also, if I could do that every day, I would. But again, that's a a commitment. Um, in addition to the uh, the Botox, I get clear and brilliant probably once a quarter. I have done PRP, which um, is taking your plasma from your blood and injecting it into your face in the areas that you might put filler, but it's a more natural thing to do. And I've done that a handful of times. And I just got something done called uh, Skin Vive, which is by Juvederm, but it's a very surface filler that doesn't fill in lines, but it just hydrates your face. It like kind of goes all over your face. And I really liked that. I try to stay away from fillers. Although I did last year do Sculptra, which just um, kind of, again, it's not like in one particular place. It kind of like fills in your face because as you get older, your, your face gets thinner and your skin gets, you know, kind of thin as well. So those are the things I do consistently. I I do get massages once in a while. I would love to do them once a month, but as you can already tell, I mean, this is, I do have a job and three kids. I mean, it's very hard to (laughs) fit all of this in, but I think facials, massages are great. I would like to do more red light therapy. You can go to places where they have panels and um, I would like to do that. In addition to all the supplements I take and um, healthy food that I eat, you know, you'd think I'd live to be 200, but I do like to go out to dinner and drink wine or vodka when (laughs) I'm out. So it all balances, I hope. I think it does. And I also was going to say, you know, it's just what works for you, right? Like each person has to pick what's a priority for their own well-being. These are things we do because it makes us feel better. It makes us feel good about ourselves. It doesn't mean that's the case for everyone. But I also think that we should talk about the things we've tried that we either despised or didn't think worked. Hmm. So 
you know, and Sarah, you and I didn't really talk about our workout routine, but I know all three of us are really active. Mm-hmm. But what are, yeah, Sarah, going back to you, what are a couple things that you've tried? And you mentioned acupuncture, mm-hmm. but we could go into a few more that, you know, you just kind of want to debunk or just didn't work for you for some reason. So I'll share my little acupuncture story. I I went to, yeah, relieve the muscles and everything. And I, I've only read a little bit about how it works. I think maybe it brings more oxygen to the muscles, like where the needles are going and it kind of like helps the cells something like that. Everyone should Google, don't use my description. But basically (laughs) I went in there and got, I think it was my second time trying it. I had all the needles in me and I was laying there and I felt like a pinch in my hand where there was one. And I was supposed to be laying there for 20 minutes. And the whole time I could not relax. All I could think about is this little pinch I kept feeling in my hand, which I should have said something to the practitioner at the time. Mm So then that happened. And then, so she comes in and she's removing all the needles. She's like, okay, you're all done. And I get up and I have a needle right in the middle of my neck, still in this. <laughs> and they're very small. They don't really hurt, but it just freaked me out that I looked down. I'm like, oh my gosh, I could have walked out of here with a needle in me still. So just a not so good experience. And, you know, I've been like kind of Googling, where would I go? Is there somewhere new in the area? So I, I want to try it again. But for me, years ago, that was my experience. And I kind of crossed it off my list for a bit. I have a good place for you to go. And I love acupuncture. I think it's amazing. And I think that you just, that was your first time. It's always a little weird, but you get so used to it. I've had literally hundreds of needles in my face, all over my body. And I don't even think twice about it. So I'll take you. Okay, good. Um, I'll share another quick, funny story. I, I was my uncle, my fabulous uncle, he knew about this place I could get filler and Botox for people that were training to be injectors. That should have been a red flag, right? Uh It's your first red flag. (laughs) And I was like, I think I'll try a little lip filler, just a little, like I, nothing crazy. And I'm like, after I got it done, I'm like, you know, there's a little bump here and they're like, oh, you must have scar tissue, something, you know, no big deal. It'll, it'll smooth out. So for probably a year, I had kind of like a funny bump on my lip underneath the skin from the filler. (laughs) And I had to eventually, an injector said, we need to fix that. She dissolved it, which the dissolvent stings really badly. So that wasn't fun. And I think this is something everyone knows is that's why you pick your injector very carefully because it's so true. These accidents and mistakes happen. Um, So that was a lesson learned there too. Yeah. I think that's actually something maybe we will talk and we are going to have an aesthetics episode this season about is like what people need to look out for, because Mm -hmm. I don't know if all three of us have a story, but I definitely have a story about you know, going to the cheaper (laughs) injectable place and realizing, oh no, you need to spend the money to go to a good person and get the real stuff and all of that. So, because there are lots of off-label, you know, injectables that you can try. Mm -hmm. Um, No, nothing but the best for me. I've only gone to the best. Yeah. I haven't fallen prey to that yet. (laughs) My share. Luckily, I think it was during... COVID. It was during 2020. So I think I was like, no, whatever. If they messed up, well, <laughs> no one's seeing me. I'm wearing a face mask. 
yeah. Well, I'm just glad now that they have, you know, because I remember when people first started getting filler and you'd have like a botch situation. I don't think it was as readily available or there was as much knowledge about the fact that you can get it dissolved. So yeah. I think some people lived for years with weird situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll also add too with other wellness type things. Like I, you know, spent money on sound baths and meditations at local yoga studios. Most of the time they're great investments. Those are maybe 30 to 50 per class. Um, so I'm not doing all, all the time, but I've, you know, I did one recently actually that I walked away thinking that wasn't really worth the money. So it's kind of, you know, you just like these practitioners, you have to vet them, maybe word of mouth, like go to those people your friends have been to, or that have really good reviews um, because they can be pricey. So you want to be careful where you're spending your money. Yeah. And nothing's worse than going and getting a service and being unhappy or feeling like it wasn't worth the money Mm -hmm. you spent. What about you, Christina? Do you have a story with? Uh, well, two kind of one to just go off of Sarah. I went to a, it was a sound bath, but it was they were doing micro dosing, which I did not partake in. But <laughs> sure. I went for a friend's birthday, and it was a terrible experience. I was I could not relax because people were making all kinds of crazy noises, and some people were crying, <laughs> and some people were laughing, and I was just. Like, oh my God. So I realized after the fact that it's very important, like you said, to go to a place where you are sort of going to be around like, I want to say like-minded people. I don't know how to say it, but in a way that you kind of know the experience you're going to have. Like this was a lot of, you know, people who I think had were on different paths and journeys and I don't know, the whole energy just was off in that place. And so I think you have to be really careful. Um, Mm -hmm. And my other thing I was going to say, I just, I'm really having a hard time getting into cold plunging. I I really (laughs) like sauning. I like hot things. I've been in a cold plunge before and I did it. I think I've done it twice. And I just really, I know it sounds like it's so great for you. I just, I don't know. To get myself to do that is really hard. (laughs) Yeah. I, I hear, yes, so many good things about cold plunge. And then I saw one post saying maybe it's not so great for women. And so I was like, I think yeah. I'm sticking, I'm sticking yeah. to that. I'm going to look at that one post. and No, yeah. I do wonder that, though, because all of the feedback I've been getting about cold plunging is from the male perspective. I feel like it's mm-hmm. very prevalent in and maybe for, you know, 40 plus year old men, that is a really good thing for their testosterone testosterone levels and all that. But I have no desire to do that ever. Like it's not anywhere on any bucket list of mine. I like to be warm. Well, I know some women that do it. And I think women that are very like um, a type personality, I actually think it's good for those. They're, they're people that are extreme anyway. They're very mm-hmm. um, black and white, usually very successful, like driven, hard we all know those women who are just A-type personality. I'm not an A-type personality and I'm much more sensitive person in a, you know, they always call me, oh, or, you know, a little sensitive flower. So I feel <laughs> like that kind of uh, intense jolt to my body mm-hmm. doesn't 
doesn't feel like it would be good for me. I think if I were to ease into it, maybe like put a toe in and then an mm-hmm. ankle and then I just don't do well in throwing myself into like an extreme mm-hmm. situation. Well, it goes think- with- yeah, go ahead. You're probably going to say oh, what I was going to say. It kind of goes with how they say like hit workout classes aren't for everyone. It's yeah. stress level. Sometimes low impact is better for people. So I think you're right on the dot about listening to your body and just knowing what works well, for you. And like, don't force it. I did do some HIT workouts and I have to say, you know, I liked it kind of when I was in it, but after I did them, I did one, I think like two or three times in a week and mm-hmm. my cortisol was so high, I could not sleep at night and yeah. I was just a wreck. Now, maybe if I only did it once a week or maybe if I over time would build up the resistance. So I'm not saying that maybe it's never supposed to be good for me, but I know that when I just jump into something and do something really like hard and and fast that way, that it's my body can't handle it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's interesting that you brought that up because that's actually one of the things I was going to say is the thing I tried and really wanted to talk about was that I think for certain body types and it is like a brain body connection, but it's also like your genetics and your history and, Mm -hmm. you know, just how you're built. Like we're all built differently. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that when I was super into HIIT workouts, which was also a little bit postpartum with my second birth. So my body was already, you know, your ligaments are loose. Mm -hmm. Things are not all like in the place they're supposed to be in. And I ended up with herniated discs in my back. And I'm pretty sure I caused that by just thinking, well, this is the thing everyone's doing. Cause it was like, right. when was that? That was like 2016. That's when those were like huge. And there were, mm-hmm. you know, the orange theory was humongous and all these things. But for my body, it was absolutely the wrong thing. So I tried it. It didn't work. And I spent probably three years rehabbing and getting my body back to where it was healthy and strong and now I do nothing high impact. Like everything right. I do is core, yoga, Pilates, walking related. I think we really have to trust our own instincts as to what works for us. Mm-hmm. And we don't do that enough. We just go with what everyone else is doing or what the trend is. And I think, yeah, it's great to try everything if you're curious, but then to really see how does this feel Mm -hmm. in my body? Does this work for me or not? Like intermittent fasting, I, I, by default now sort of go, I always try to go at least 12 hours without eating or drinking anything, but I'm not one that can go till noon and you know, I'll, I'll maybe start eating something at nine 30 in the morning. And then I'm, I try to eat dinner and be done by, you know, 6 PM, but I can't do those very like strict things. My body, my mind, none of it works for me, but for other mm-hmm. people, you know, it's life changing. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's a lot of pressure, like whenever there's something that is really widely followed, there is a lot of pressure culturally and in friend groups. And I know we've all been in a room before where someone is like really intense about like, well, if you just do this, it's going to like blah, blah, blah. Right. Depending on the scenario. And I think it is so important to go, wait a minute, like for whatever reason, I'm getting red flags or I tried it and I didn't feel good. So I'm not going to do that. 
So that's the beauty of getting into your 50s. Nobody says that to you anymore because nobody, everyone <laughs> realizes they don't know shit what they're talking about. <laughs> well, that's going to be my like, favorite you know decade. I don't know. Do what you got to do. Do what works for you. I really don't know anything, to be honest. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> You're still, you still have all those moms and the young grades that think they know it all, you know, <laughs> that, and then Sarah, I mean, I really felt like it was around your age that it was like in the thirties where there's like, everyone picks kind of their lane, right. Mm-hmm. Whether it be with like what you're doing for your face or what you're eating or what you're doing for your body. And they're like super into it. And there's lots of feedback is what I'll call it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, like it's working. Cause you guys look like, you know, perfect in your thirties. Well, so. it's overwhelming now. Like everyone is on social media. Like this is the perfect morning routine. You should be dry brushing, drinking your lemon water, like taking these set. Like it's everyone has recommendations Mm -hmm. and you get so overwhelmed or you're trying all the different things. So you can never be consistent because there's so many different things to try. And actually I was going to say too, I, I took a Legree Pilates class last night and it, it was really hard, but I loved it. And it, reminded me like why did I stop this I used to love this I used to be consistent and it was my favorite workout my body felt the best doing it and it's funny how sometimes we lose our way and kind of forget things that we love so much and that did add and benefit our life Um, well and I'll tell you something like I mean and this isn't me trying to sell anyone on anything but the workouts I've done that are Pilates related or yoga related, they work muscles that you don't mm-hmm. address otherwise. Like you can lift as many weights as you want and you can run as much as you want and you can do all those things. But if you're not addressing those like inner small core muscles, mm-hmm. there's something missing in your overall strength, which is a lot right. of times what leads to later injury in life. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's my one. Disclaimer yeah. stuff. No, it's amazing for your core and your whole body. And it's funny because, you know, you see, you can tell the girls in class that are, you know, go a lot to the Pilates class. And then sometimes there'll be men that will join. My boyfriend joined me one time and they are always the ones (laughs) struggling because they're like, whoa, like they've never worked (laughs) those small muscles or done those small, like smooth, like movements, you know, they're swinging weights up as fast as they can and they have momentum helping them. Yeah. It's so interesting. Well, we are definitely not here to tell anyone what their routine should be, but it's fun to talk about it because, you know, sometimes you do glean something that's interesting. Um, Similar to Christina, I tried, I actually did intermittent fasting for about a year and a half. And at first it seemed like it was working great. Like for about a year, I didn't eat until noon or one every single day. So I was, you know, there's different types of intermittent fasting you can do. Um, And then it was right around like the second half of the second year that like everything in my body just kind of started, it just stopped working. And I started going to a nutritionist and they were like, oh, sweetie, like you're over 40 and you're a woman and here are your levels. Like it's, it's so important to actually go and get tested and find out like what your blood work says and all these different things before you decide to do something like that, because you never know if it's really helping or hurting you. So, well, things seem like they're good. Even like drinking lemon water every day, Sarah, like what you said, me, I cannot drink lemon water. I was doing Mm -hmm. it. It eroded all the enamel on my teeth. It actually 
makes my system for some reason, like really acidic where mm-hmm. it's supposed to do the opposite for most people. So just because somebody in the wellness world tells you, Oh, drink your warm lemon water every morning. Like it doesn't mean that it's good for everybody. Yeah. And the same can be said about anything. Cause I also was just talking to someone recently and this is not me, but they were, they finally got some intensive blood work done and found out that they have high melatonin levels and they were taking melatonin every night to sleep and it was actually having the opposite effect on them right? because their melatonin levels were already so high. Mm -hmm. So Liz, I was thinking you should speak about how you saw a nutritionist and if you like what that investment was like, and if you found it helpful. Yeah. Yeah, I really did. And I mean, people have different perspectives. I'm actually about to start a whole new regiment with a naturopath because I feel mm-hmm. like going to someone like this at least once every five years, once you're an adult is a really good idea mm-hmm. uh, if you can afford it. Because unfortunately in our culture, that isn't really supported with health insurance. But the nutritionist changed my life because I was 35. I was so low energy. I was working out like crazy, but I could never seem to lose any weight and, you know, regimenting my diet and all these different things. And she ended up diagnosing me with adrenal fatigue, taking me off all my workouts, all my supplements, had me take a month off of drinking anything alcoholic and like just completely helped me reset my system. And it, taught me just tons of tools that I took then and have used ever mm-hmm. since. So I think it's very worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah. I go to a naturopath. Well, we've had her on our podcast, but um, mm-hmm. I mean, I've learned so much and I love now getting my blood work done because I can mm-hmm. see all the progress I'm making. You know? And yeah. what they teach you is not where you're, it teaches you how to be in optimal levels of things. So when you get your regular blood work done, it will say you're in the normal range. But when you go to a functional person or a, you know, a naturopath, they put you in the optimal ranges. So where you can like go from, you know, your iron to here to here, your vitamin D levels, where you're going to be feeling your best and at your peak, um, regular doctors don't tell you that stuff. No. No, they don't. It's really unfortunate. I do think both have to work together because, mm-hmm. you know, there are situations where you really need to go to a surgeon or you need to go well, of course, see yes. a more traditional doctor, right. but they have to work together, I think, to have optimal yeah, well, health. We're, we're getting there slowly, but mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> yeah, but I'd say I wish I would have gone to a, you know, and when I say a nutritionist, I don't mean anyone you find on the internet. It's someone who you know is board certified, who can do blood work, who can prescribe things. So those are some things I'd say right. to look for. Right. Um, they're close to a naturopath, but they don't necessarily have that same degree. Um, but if you can do it in your 30s, you'll be so much further along oh, God, than yeah. many people. Yeah, that's a goal of mine this year is actually to visit Andrea, who we had on our podcast, and mm. invest in. Mm-hmm seeing her and getting blood work and just getting a base level for what my um, hormones and blood work should be at. Yeah, totally. Well, I hate to wrap this up, but we're going to, because that is what these solo episodes look like. But um, please let us know in the comments, like what you love to do or what you've done that you think totally doesn't work, especially if it's something we talked about loving. I'm really curious to know what your story is about that. And 
we'll just close out by saying thank you for joining us and we'll see you next week. Yep. Bye. Bye. To your health and wellness. Yes. And your wine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>